You're listening to the Variety Sports Network, your home for the best sports podcasters and live shows. Welcome to Talking the Gridiron. It's been way too long, gentlemen, but a couple of weeks through the playoffs, and I'm with a few people here that have got knocked around last week in the championship round, but they're standing up and they're willing to flip off figures and do whatever it takes to preview this. You had Eagles. to bring that up right off the bat. Huh? Eagles, Chiefs, Gabe. Sorry, Jimmy. That's my personality. I gotta go right to it. But with that said, I'm here fired up. Put everybody in a bad mood. <laughs> That's how we do it here, boys, on the Talk of the Gridiron. Ready to talk though football with my main guys here. Let's start with the guy that's been doing it me all season long, Jimmy Pilato. How we doing, my man? Oh, I am. Uh, we're coming up on like the the postseason for for wrestling. I've been coaching. I went from coaching football in August to now coaching wrestling all the way since October. It, it it's a long, grueling season, and we're almost ready to start regionals. So I'm fired up for that. I am very physically exhausted so I'm, I'm playing through injury i'm like the patrick mahomes uh, of this show tonight um yeah i i, I feel like i had to lose a i, I lost the bet. i have to say something like that so yeah that's that's where i'm sitting at right now but i, I, I just you. hope I that the chiefs get beat by 60. that's i'll start things off there that's all right we gotta we gotta start so with it tyler how are we doing with joins me from fat boy feedaway sports podcast how you doing how you doing tonight don't forget the TMB podcast as well. Uh, I'm doing good. I just got done with a Little League draft last week, or yesterday, actually, to be 100% transparent. And some of these parents do not how to know how to draft a baseball team is my biggest takeaway. I It's wild that these kids who get taken over some other kids just because of I don't know why, but and, and well, two of the reasons these guys are in the Super Bowls, they are a good GM. So let's start there with it. We got Brian Johnson with me from the TMB podcast. Let's go to the opening drive, guys. We got Eagles versus Chiefs Sunday, 3.30 on Fox. Brian Johnson, your initial thoughts of the game here, kind of your initial thoughts when you see this matchup. I guess I would have to go Christian McCaffrey's opinion. Uh, I hope both teams lose. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Now that we get away from the hate for a second here, let's go to that. Jimmy, what do you think about the matchup itself? Just your initial thoughts when you hear Eagles, Chiefs. Let's be realistic. They were the number one seeds both uh, you know, at the, at the start of the playoffs. We don't always get that matchup with the number one seeds. Your initial thoughts on the matchup, sir? Um, it's kind of teams that uh, I think at the beginning of the season and from the post or from the offseason were on different ends of the spectrum. The Chiefs are – are very clearly going to be favorites for as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. I feel like those three are are the main catalysts that make that machine go. And the Eagles have been the, the most dominant. I think we've had a couple different conversations throughout the season. Uh, one of them, I was walking through the DIA airport. Uh, for all you conspiracy <laughs> nuts out there, I was you know trying to find the Freemason sign while I was also talking about some football. But I think since kind of that week, and I talked about it on, on the far end of the bench, too. They've bounced back from every loss that they've had. And 
Jalen Hurts right now has only lost one game as a starting quarterback this season. That was to the Washington Commanders, which you need – every team needs one loss like that where yeah. you, you remember that you are human. Uh, outside of that, I think that this is going to be a, a great matchup. Obviously, there's the storylines that go along with it. it Andy Reid facing his own team, uh, the Kelsey brothers. Um, I have to have the obligatory Kelsey brothers statement in the in the sports show this week, but it's I'm feeling good about it. It, it just sucks the way that it had to be through my team and and okay. the way that it happened. That, that yeah. was all. That, that's how I'm feeling. I know that Tyler and Brian feel the same way too. So we're we're all in the same boat. No, uh, Tyler, your thoughts there uh, when you first saw this matchup. Obviously, your team lost. Like you said, two number one seeds in the matchup. You have Mahomes that's, you know, just been unreal for five years here. Hurts that had an unreal year. Uh, Eagles all came together this season. Uh, Initial thoughts of the uh, the game. It's a good matchup. I mean, the Eagles are – we're the best team in the NFC all season long. The Niners were right there with them, but they stayed healthier when it mattered most. And they – from the – Two possessions when both teams were healthy. They dominated. They got to the quarterback. They made plays. They forced turnovers, and they won the game. So the Eagles deserve to be where they're at. Jalen Hurts doesn't lose football games at teams. Even in college, he never lost. Uh, I mean, it just, I don't know. It's wild. Uh, as far as the Chisco, Mahomes, those Kelsey brothers went to Cincinnati as well as at the college, which is interesting. Yeah. Beat the Bengals. And I w- was wondering how Jimmy felt about that. We'll get to that later. Oh, but. Yeah. Uh, Just, I think it's a great matchup. I think it's the two best teams all season long. I'm excited to watch it. I think it's going to be a good game. I have a slight feeling the Eagles will pull this one out in a close battle. We'll, we'll get into that prediction we'll into that more later. Save that, save that for the end there. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> I like your point there where you said every good team needs a loss like that. That's, I think that's a great point because – the thing I always remember the most is Chuck Daly is back to basketball, but Chuck Daly with the Olympic team, right? He purposely almost had that one team lose at 92. So they would feel like actually human for a minute in a loss. I think that's a great point. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Bobby uh, Hurley, baby. Let's keep it going to our MVP pa- uh, battle here. Uh, <laughs> nice look with the baseball comment. Shut up. Uh, uh, MVP battle. That's what they're going to be one or two. I think Hertz would have won it if he didn't get hurt uh, in that season. I think Hurts. Mahomes will now end up being, I know Jimmy, you picked, Burrow to do it, but I think that's how I feel it's going to end up being just from the voter standpoint, one to two. Brian, this is a really good matchup at the quarterback position, especially this year, the way both of these are playing. Um, you know, what do you expect from both these guys? Any concerns? Any, you know, anything worrisome about them with Mahomes coming off an injury? Um, you know, but he looked good last week. Your thoughts on the quarterback battle? Though? Um, I think both of them are going to look really good in this game. Yeah. I kind of expect it to be like kind of a high scoring game. I just don't see. I mean, I, I feel like the offenses are going to kind of sh- like show off because it's in the Super Bowl. So I expect it to be down to the wire, maybe like when the Eagles, like kind of when the Eagles played the Patriots that one year in the in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. That was a good, that was, that, that was a very close game. Kind of a forgotten close game in some ways there. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts of that quarterback battle? That's obviously what the headliner, you know, first quarter, first Super Bowl, two black quarterbacks as well. Um, a really good matchup here. Um, like I said, Mahomes has that magic behind him there. Um, your thoughts of that MVP battle, you know, in the Super Bowl we're getting. We don't always get that. Yeah, it's, it is a regular season award, and Mahomes had a better regular season. Burrow didn't – he didn't have a bad season, but he didn't have the season that I was expecting. So Mahomes is probably going to end up winning it. I think that Jalen Hurts is actually more important to his team's overall success. 
Not to say that the Chiefs wouldn't be able to – wouldn't struggle if Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing. But yeah. I feel like they'd be able to figure it out with Chad Henney. I don't feel like the Eagles can figure it out with Gardner Minshew. And it, to be honest, it goes back to the guy behind the headset more more so than um, the guy on the field. Because Andy Reid made sure that Patrick Mahomes was protected last week. I know Patrick Mahomes has a lot of ability to change things at the line, and, and he has control. But he didn't have to run. He didn't run until it was absolutely necessary, and that was very much a coaching design. So I think that Patrick Mahomes, with his talent and then also the mind of Andy Reid behind him, that's just going to be something that this Eagles defense, they have the pass rushers to get after it a little bit, and their their defensive line is better than the Eagles' offensive line. Or, excuse me, the, the, the Eagles' defensive line is better than the Chiefs' offensive line. But I think Patrick Mahomes is still – Unless we see something that was similar to Tampa Bay a couple of years ago, I think that the Chiefs are, are going to be probably the, the toughest out that, that we've seen so far. Tyler? Oh, I mean, as far as the court, I think Jalen Hurts is so underrated as far as what he does for this offense. Like, he made the Niners' run defense not look good at times. Like, because you have to worry about him pulling the ball from Miles Sanders and take it off down the sideline. Miles Sanders had two untouched touchdowns into the end zone that looked easy, like they were like almost given to him. And then he was off throwing the ball. A.J. Brown, we, me and Brian have talked about the Niners all year with the amount of weapons that Purdy has had. Jalen Hurts has the same weapon, almost, maybe not quite, but Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Milo Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. They, he has more weapons that you can just depend on beating people one-on-one in the open field and like just getting separation matchups where – I really think that he, Mahomes is really going to have to be superhuman to win this game. I um, think the Eagles have a better squad. I'm going to throw this out here to you. You know, something to prove here. I, I kind of have a note here with Mahomes in this quarterback battle. In the, in the games he has been in, like, he's really just played that one really good quarter against my guys' quarters there. Uh, I guess my guys there, Brian and Tyler, uh, to win a Super Bowl. Other than that one quarter, he really hasn't – Played great football against the Bucks. He was under pressure. My favorite part about that Bucks Super Bowl is the post game where they had the drawings of how much Mahomes ran around. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was hilarious in that game. How much pressure he had. I have a feeling that's what we'll get into later. I think that's what this game's going to come down to as well. What do you think about that angle, Jimmy? Was something to prove there with Mahomes? Like we said, MVP battle. But I mean, in the Super Bowl itself, he hasn't been MVP Mahomes. I think. It, it was just a it was a bad game plan against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were yeah. giving them the run game all day and they just wouldn't take it. The Chiefs were stubborn. They wanted to pass. They wanted to open things up. And that wasn't what was what was going to work. So <clears throat> I think that Mahomes is, is probably going to be pretty he's gonna struggle because the the Eagles are going to have the time to be able to try and prepare for him. Not being able to move, that was one of the only things that saved him the last time that we saw the Chiefs in the Super Bowl was his ability to scramble. Like you said, he, he ran for over 300 yards in the backfield just running away from defenders. That's not <laughs> happening this week. And your offensive line, that was back when they had two all-pro tackles. Yeah. You got Orlando Brown Jr., who's just a waste of – he's a big waste of space, but he's a waste of space blocking out <laughs> on the edge. And, yeah, I, I think Hassan Riddick and – uh, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, th- two guys, two of those three guys drafted by Andy Reid are just going to get after it. I think that he's going to struggle again. It's it's going to come down to Andy Reid figuring out who is going to help out Patrick Mahomes the most because he's not going to be able to do it by himself with that ankle. He's just not the not the same player. 
Tyler, what do you think of that part with Mahomes having something to prove? That? Like, I, I just thought that was an interesting nugget. They're kind of looking back at those two Super Bowl things. Like, you know, we just think of him so elite, and he just hasn't been numbers-wise as good in these games. I'm just wondering, you know, how much he's thinking about that at all. I, I mean, he's got the one Super Bowl. I don't think you look back at a game that you won and, like, worry about what happened. or Like, the game they lost, you brought up they had two all-pro offensive tackling, but they were both hurt that game if you don't – like if you're not remiss, like what's his name? Uh, they still would have gotten. Back at the time? They still I agree. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the shit out of them on the yeah. front. On the front, and I would agree with that. Mahomes. It looked like brought, Darren brought it up before the little chart where Tom Brady had a little perfect circle where Tom, where Patrick Mahomes looked like a firework coming out, like where yeah. his like little quarterback yeah. routes were. I but going. I just I. Hassan Reddick with the eight guys that the Eagles can throw at you, it's just a tough matchup to beat. Like, if you have eight defensive guys, defensive line, you can all get to the quarterback. It's tough. Um, Brian, on that note, what's a matchup that you kind of find the most intriguing there? Is it the defensive line versus offensive line, Eagles versus Chiefs? Is there a matchup there that you're trying to keep your eye on? Whoever's trying to guard Reddick, because if he comes out like he came out against the Niners – like Mahomes is going to be under serious pressure because I mean that was the one play where we stupidly put Croft on him and and then Purdy went down and then the whole game went under after that. So he should have thrown yeah. the ball earlier. Why are you blocking him with the tight end in the first place? Exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into a third string tight end. I know for a fact. There. I know for a fact Kyle Shanahan is smarter than that because he graduated from the same high school I did. He is smarter than that. Debo was supposed to be on a little swing route. They hiked it too soon. He wasn't out yet, so Hassan Reddick didn't respect it. He just rushed the passer. There, there was a lot to that play. That And Purdy was open if he threw it a second earlier. What do I always say Ayuk about was open. Excuse me. What do I always say about this show? It always circles back, baby. Do I always Shut up. It all circles Shut back. Up. You hurt my feelings, Savage. You hurt my feelings. Uh, uh, Savage, I shout him out. He tuned in. I appreciate it, my man. Given, uh, he's an Eagles fan this week. I know the Super Bowl. He did a good podcast. Uh, let's be real. We kind of work with them a little here. We always support each other. So shout out to Three the Hardaway yeah. podcast. Also our guy there uh, out of our Mountain Falcon podcast. Tuning in with Eagles D-line is so damn deep and always fresh i completely agree yeah. so we uh, appreciate you guys tuning in as well uh, i got eight people in here in the stream right now so really cool so we appreciate everybody tuning in at the moment right here jimmy let's get to you matchup that you're i don't know like just player matchup co whatever just what are you ready to go for what are you looking at when you're watching tv i am ready to see all five of these eagles offensive linemen take their shot at beating chris jones I think Chris Jones versus all five of these guys, because he's going to line up uh, across the line of scrimmage. It's as a former lineman, that's what I'm excited to watch for because Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. These are all guys that have years under their belt and they're going to know how to, they're, they're going to know the tricks to try and stop a guy. That's a freak like Chris Jones. Chris Jones is a game record. That's two seasons in a row that, you know, he's he's just something different and it's similar to uh jj watt they used to send jj watt all up and down the defensive line find your easiest matchup and we're gonna just rush you rush you from there so i want to see how they stand up to him i think they will because if you remember that new york giants game jason kelsey pancake dexter lawrence who's the <laughs> biggest man in the history of humanity 
you pancaked him with one hand. That's I think this. I, I think this Eagles offensive line is ready to run over these guys. These guys. <laughs> Our guy there exactly suing for ten to fifteen. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> sure that one I, there. Fletcher uh, Cox is also a gigantic human being. I, I've, I wanted to play in the NFL. Obviously, I, I played in college. Yeah, but these guys are just different. They're they're not the same species. I'm not even close. No, I, so we're not normal like, human beings. I like when they say double team and offensive line. I'm like, do you realize the other three are at least like going to probably beat the other guys for the most part there. Tyler, what's yeah, a matchup? What's a matchup you're kind of keeping your eye on there? Before we move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watching Ezekiel Elliott get run over by a, deep, a linebacker. Like, oh, we're not a normal true. human being. Like, these linebackers in D-line are different. But I think it's James Bradbury. If I, I felt like the Niners could have taken advantage of him if we just had a quarterback. We didn't. And I'd love to see if Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, one of these guys could take advantage of James Bradbury. I know Eagles fans are high on him. I'm not a big believer in James Bradbury. I think he, he's the weakness in that defense. And Nick Blankenship, that side of the field, I feel like yeah, Mahomes will find a way to take advantage of that situation. I got for my matchup to watch here. I got like like you said, Philly is not allowed a QB sack. Basically, the whole you know the whole play. against the They're Niners, freaking against, incredible against the Niners, Giants, and the Eagles. Three of the best defensive lines in football. And they've allowed no sacks in one quarterback hit. I'd say you're probably not losing many games if your quarterback's going to get like that. That's how you know. That, so to me. Brian, that's a big thing. Can the Chiefs get enough pressure? That's the, you know, when we play regular football, right? It was the biggest thing. Like just out there, if you're playing three Mississippi football, you're getting there, you're not getting the wide receivers are catching nothing. If you're playing five Mississippi, you have offensive, you know, plays are happening. To me, that's kind of the simple part of this game if we're going to break it down that easy. To me, also, it's that Mahomes against. You know, can he can he produce any magic against this line? So to me, that's the I biggest. Mean, I mean, my question is, what are the Eagles going to do with Travis Kelsey? Like, who's going to be able to slow him down? And there you go. That's the that's a savage's point. An Eagles fan there, Tyler. He says, you know, he's concerned about the linebackers against Kelsey. So if they don't get pressure on him and they give Mahomes that little time, with Mahomes is able to do a lot. That's why I said that Mahomes magic. Kelsey somehow has like this radar, like we always say with Draymond with Curry, like they were there at all the time. You know, what do you think? What do you you think that's the one hope they have here? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, the linebacker that I felt Kittle could have taken advantage as well, but yeah, Kelsey's a different animal. Kelsey's the best receiving tight end I've ever seen, and I don't think it's really even close. Gronkowski was a different type of guy, but just receiving, yeah, I don't know who's guarding Kelsey. I, what do you think seems, about that, I don't even know. I can't even name a yeah. off the ball linebacker from the Eagles. I just watched them two weeks ago. So like that's <laughs> how bad these off the ball linebackers are from the Eagles. And I'm not like I watch a lot. Of <laughs> that's because the Niners only threw one pass in the second half. <laughs> well, that might be why too. That's a good point. I mean, Josh <laughs> Johnson threw passes, but they mainly hit the ground. Hey, that's if he caught a snap. That's if he caught the snap. Yeah, yeah. That was that's a little bit of a low blow. I, I I feel like we should we should keep the, the gloves above the belt. Um, <laughs> yeah. <I'll still> burrow. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> I hope uh I What do you think of that Kelsey yeah. angle there? No, I think that it's gonna be interesting. Like who who do they have to stop him? Honestly, I'm I'm kind of thinking back the last time that the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, what was the one that flipped the, the momentum, especially early? It was a defensive play made by Malcolm Jenkins from the secondary, knocked out Brandon Cooks. 
I feel mm-hmm. like you're going to have the only way that you're going to be able to get Travis Kelsey to, to a point where you can guard him because, yeah, I don't know. I want to say that one of their off-the-ball linebackers is Alex Singleton, and it's not. He hasn't played there for like two years. The only reason I know that name is because he's been playing in Denver for, for a season now. So I think that they're going to have to have somebody take a real big shot and try and, and hit him hard. Not saying that you're trying to injure a guy, but just let him know that that's how it's going to be. You're going to have to put hands on him. You're going to have to rough him up, make him have to block you before he gets into his routes. That's where people forget about Travis Kelsey for some reason because they know he can't block, so they just let him get free releases off the line. I would have somebody in his face and just trying to hit him as hard as I can. Just be annoying. Just pester the shit out of him. Get inside of his head. He's emotional. We know he's emotional. He's almost been kicked out of like three games, (laughs) throwing the the referee's flag and and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I I guess just, just put a guy in his face. Just have hammer him every chance you get. We, we used to have – that used to be a game plan. Like, you have a guy that you know is is their dude. You just got to hit him every time, every time he comes out of the backfield. I, I mean, I think the guy who could That's slow so down Kelsey is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. If there's someone who can do it – do I think someone will do it? No. I, but if someone could, he is a good safety. He is an agile. He's a guy who can stop the pass. Will he do it? I don't know. Kelsey's a special guy. But – that's the guy who I like. They do have that chance, and I don't think any of their off the ball linebackers can do it. So we'll see if that's who they match up against him. We'll see. And the other thing I found interesting about this match, last thing, and we'll move on to the second quarter of our pod here is uh, in that game with the Niners, is the Niners rushed the quarterback, but they felt like they did it in a way was to prevent Hurts from running almost. So I'm kind of curious how the how the Chiefs handle that. Like it felt like they almost like rushed and then stopped to prevent the edge rush. And the Eagles have such dominant receivers, I feel like, in Brown and uh, was it it's Smith, right? Or, 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 or I'm saying, uh, I just don't Devonta think. Smith. Yeah, thank you. I, for some reason, excuse me. Uh, I just feel like that could be the edge. And that, that was kind of a weird angle for me. I noticed that early in the game. So I'm interested how the Chiefs rush Hurts. Because Hurts can go for 30 yards, get up, and then run another play right away. So to me, that's a very big part of uh, you know how this game will play out. And just something I kind of noticed in that Niners game. All right, hey, question of the week here. Uh, brought to you by Row One Brand. Go follow. Uh, go use the code VSN15. You'll get 15% off anything in their art gallery. You know they got old Super Bowl pictures over there, tickets, anything you want. Go check it out. They do great stuff over there. Um, guys, my question of the week is this: part of the part of the Super Bowl is it's a show. It's an it's an environment. You go to usually somebody's house. You you, you guys eat food. You eat, or at least my house, we had clam chowder. You know, get the bread bowl. You do all that good stuff. You know, Brian, my mom's making food, you know, you know like all that good stuff. Or Pam's making the food for us here. Uh, what, what is your favorite halftime commercial? I always feel like there's one that might stand out to you. Brian, is there one that you kind of remember that Sting stays with you? Um, I always remembered the the Budweiser and the Bud Light commercials where they'd have a football game with, like, beer cans. <laughs> and they'd be throwing <laughs> – I mean, it was kind of younger when I was a kid, but I always <laughs> remember that. And they would always call it the Bud Bowl. <laughs> the Bud Bowl, yeah, that was a big deal back then. Tyler, you got one there? Um, I got two. I got the Deion Sanders. I play both. He, like, talked about baseball and football, and then he talked about playing offense and defense. And then the one that might, like, more people who are listening might relate is the Ali Landry Doritos commercial. Just smoking hot, the lady, Allie Landry. I don't know if you guys remember this. She catches Doritos yeah. off her mouth in the laundry mat. 
I, it's unstoppable. It's the best commercial I've ever seen. As a, a prepubescent little kid, I was like, "What is going on here? I cannot take my eyes off of it." Your life, your life was it's like Casey when he was at the halftime show. <laughs> he saw he was the only one out of a family part of the party that saw Janet Jackson. Like his mind was blown. He's like, "Did I see what I saw?" <laughs> I'm like, "Remember that with Jim, with Justin Timberlake there?" So with it, Jimmy, you got a halftime commercial or something that I mean, that are, that stands out, or not a halftime, just a commercial. Yeah, the the teacher in me says the 1984 Apple commercial because I'm a I'm a literature like I just read 1984 for like the eighth time, so that one. But also that was the debut of the Betty White Snickers commercial, where she's playing football and would you get off my? Why are you right? You've been riding me all game and it just gets laid out and eats the Snickers and she's back to the normal. That was the first one I think. Like you're yeah. not you when you're hungry. Betty White just taking clotheslines. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's a good one. I actually kind of forgot about that. I remember the Carl's Jr. one, right? You know, that one was always a big one right there. The one where uh, they had the hot chick on the car with the burger? Yeah, that was always like all of their Hot chicks and burgers go over well. No, that's a long way. That goes a long way with this stuff there. There were some good ones there. Uh, I also remember the the from Budweiser, the horse is playing football, Brian, and he kicked the field goal. And remember the guy? He usually makes it before the route. <laughs> the cowboy there. On the side. So Wasn't that, didn't cool. they have a goat streaker in that one too? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, you're right. There's like a streaker on the you're right. I totally forgot they just that. And, the and, and I think every guy could remember the Kim Kardashian Skechers commercial. <laughs> I can't believe that this one didn't come up either. Terry Tate, the office, office linebacker. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Was a super people out. Yeah. What about hey, what what about the what's up commercial? When everyone was like, what up? Like, oh, it was so annoying. It was yeah. the worst. I we, we we were watching the Terry Tate one last night. It's just like, is yeah, you know you need a cover sheet on your GPS reports, Terry. And then some girl walks by, hey Terry. Oh hi Janice. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> those were good back then. Those are was that the those were Yokira Taco Bell came from too. I'm not sure on that one. Uh, all right, we got uh, we got one, we got one more comment here. Uh, we don't talk to this <laughs> kid. Fair enough on that. Uh, all right, we got uh, question of the week there. Like I said, brought to you by Row One Brand. Use the code DSN15 over here from Variety Sports Network, um, and you get 15% off anything there in the art gallery. Hey guys, I kind of just wanted to bring this up. I know we talked about Mahomes a little bit. But something that comes with Mahomes is he's never really an underdog in his career. So, I've, you know, obviously, as of right now, he's a, he's the underdog going into the game. I don't know. Like, I find this part of it a little bit interesting. Any part of that that kind of it kind of catches your attention there, Tyler? Like, does that spark him in any way? His record is unbelievable. When he, he's like 7-1-1, one one, I think, when, when he's been the underdog in those games. I don't know. Like, I think that's where if I'm an Eagles fan, like, if I'm Savage there, if I'm something, you know, like, obviously, I'm going to be pessimistic a little bit. I'm just like. All right, now he has got a little more motivation. I don't know. Like that, that's just how my mind th- thinks in that regard. What do you think about that angle? I just, I mean, yeah, it's he's the best player in the NFL the last four years, so it's hard to make him the underdog. But this Eagles defense and their their pass rush and offensive line wins ball games, and I just I strongly believe that the Eagles have a better pass rush, and their offensive lines are the best in the league. I feel like the Niners and Bengals with and a different give a better matchup than the Chiefs do. Mahomes is single-handedly the best player, like the best player to play against the Eagles. But outside of that, there's not that much outside of him and Kelsey. It, it, it leaves a lot to be desired outside of those two. 
Jimmy, what do you think about that angle? I mean, you've like you said, you've played you've played for much higher football than we have in that regard. You've watched it, you you understand a little differently than us. What do you think about that underdog angle? I always find that fascinating with football, especially because you, you know, like you can say we're the underdog, we're this, but then when that first hit comes, reality kind of sets in a little bit. You know, from your experience, what do you does that play a big role being the underdog? Does it give you a lift more than what I'm thinking? It's just the why the everybody outside of this room doesn't believe in us. So let's go do it to prove them wrong. It's it's the cliche. Like I don't think that they're even paying attention to it. I bet you you could ask half of the Chiefs roster; they wouldn't even know whether they were the underdog or the favorite in, in most of their games this year, except for the ones that are are maybe looking to get into like the media side of things because now that's a a big deal and you have to kind of understand that side of of the game. I don't think that it matters. I think that they're going to go out. They're going to have a game plan. They're going to try and beat what has been the best team in the NFC all season. And that's going to be enough that they're going to have to think about. I, it's just a distraction if you make it anything else. What do you think there, Brian? Go ahead. Brian. Yeah. I mean, this is like the first time in a big game where I've seen Mahomes as the underdog, but if you figure if he beats the Eagles, what that's two championships in five years. So you got to think he's a, le- a very legit quarterback if you can pull that off. Yeah, that's your gut, T. I forgot what I was going to say, but I, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Great thought. It, it must have been not where you left it. Um, well, I always thought that, you know, like, from a fan's perspective, it's always, to me, a bigger deal, right? Like, all right, let's go. We're the underdog. That gives us a little energy. That You know, that's you know, we're going to ride 11. Then when they win, that's what it always comes down to. We're the underdog. Rah, rah, rah. Um, I don't know. I I do think with Mahomes, it might it might feel like it's extra motivation, but I don't think it really is. I think those numbers are just more of a reflection of just how maybe Vegas messed up. That's kind of how I look at it more so than that you know the Chiefs being the underdog necessarily. Um, all right, obviously, Jimmy, you have a, a co-host. It's like, hold on, but before but, we no, move on, I remember. I was going to try to. Yeah. I tried. This is something I tried to give you time to catch your thought. I talked. Two minutes there, unnecessary. Go ahead, your thought there. Two minutes. Thank you. I appreciate that. You took your time. You you thought it out. You got me ready to prepare. I I, I feel like the Eagles are taking this underdog approach more than even the Chiefs because they haven't won it. Or, I mean, there's been like Fletcher Cox. Uh, who else has won a Super Bowl on that team? The Eagles. Fletcher Cox, have. Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. And I think that's it. There's three guys. It's um, very few guys. Maybe I think Goddard was on the team. I think he was there, but he wasn't like the first tight end. Yeah, exactly. Selleck was there when they won their Super Bowl. Yeah, they had three tight ends because it was like Trey Burton. Uh, he was like tight end number four, but he was the one that threw the pass for the Philly special. So, I don't know. Yeah, they have had a lot of turnover. Yeah, it's had been a huge turnover. I just don't think – I feel like they feel like, oh, they're counting us because of the Mahomes factor. Like, Mahomes never gets this, like, uh, negative – like. Everyone always believes in Mahomes, which rightfully so. The guy has been ridiculous his whole NFL career. And I just feel like it's one and a half. It's not like they're putting him down like as a 10-point underdog. I don't think he's – like if you are taking something that it's made up in your head where you're like just like trying to give yourself something to play for. While the Super Bowl, I feel like, should be enough to be like, all right, that's enough to play for. 
And I feel like as we're starting to get closer to the end, you know, right now we're in Thursday. Tomorrow, I feel like it just kind of ramps up a little bit more. Like the kind of like nonsense is done for the week. It's Friday, Saturday. You know, there's a kind of a focus more on the game, obviously, at this point. Some of the ridiculous questions and all that stuff that comes along with the Super Bowl week. Uh, so I feel like it's really focus time. But also, gentlemen, as always, always in America, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think probably you can bet on every single play if you ever, if you wanted to. I bet you could. I bet there's an option where they have everything set up. So to me, it comes with the Super Bowl, some interesting bets. You might have one that you want to mention as well here. I'm just going to throw this out as to be my best bet. I think it's a funny one. You can have a player one if you want. I always find the Gatorade color on one a little bit funny as well with the best bets as well. Do we have a color that you think they might go with? They went blue the last couple of years, Jimmy. You know, I know the Rams won it, but then there wasn't before. I liked it 2017 where the Patriots didn't have a Gatorade bath. That was my favorite part reading about it, Tyler, was 2000 when the Patriots won. They did not have a Gatorade bath. Bill Belichick was like, if you do that, you will not be on the team next season. I don't give a <laughs> What do you think, Tyler? You have a bet that you kind of like maybe a matchup or anything like that. That's my thought on this, but just something else you got maybe with the best bet or something. I wonder if Malcolm Bet Butler was part of the Gatorade bath the year before, a couple of years before. Um, as far as my favorite bets always, will the first kickoff be a, a touchback or not? And I always bet no touchback because they can't touch those footballs before kickoff and they're normally hard as a rock and tough to uh, get put into game form. So my favorite bet is the uh, touchback before on the first kickoff. And I always bet no, because it's always plus. You never get to that negative numbers. I think that's a good bet. No, hold on. To answer your brother's question here, they, they're an underdog in the game. Maybe they're not underdog in real life, Ryan, but they're underdog in this game. Like, that's what I'm talking about, my friend over there. Mr. Underdog. <laughs> Ryan, thank underdog. you for tuning in. We always appreciate your brother, Mr. McGurk, the older McGurk, tuning in. We always appreciate that. Jimmy, you got a bet, any you know, fun, serious, whatever, matchup-wise that you would go roll with in this one? Uh, it's a country singer for the national anthem. So over on the minute uh, or the two minutes and 20 seconds for the, for the national anthem, <laughs> it's been a thing. Nico, I don't know where he found it, but he found like all the degenerative gambling stats. That was one of them. Country singers are over on the national anthem, like 80% and it's three in a row. And I think it's a male or three, woman country singer it's, it's a guy, it's Chris Stapleton. If you know, Chris okay, Stapleton, yeah. Chris Stapleton has no has problem been? playing a seven minute song. <laughs> I'll be sure to tune in late to the Super Bowl this year. Let me, let me, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not, right? we're not a country music fan. I see. Nico and I's uh, pick em is riding on that color, that Gatorade color bet. Like, is if, it? If, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'd be good at that bet because I grew up as a kid. I love Gatorade, so I think I, would, I think I'd be good at that bet. I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take a little risk and I'm go red and pink. I know it's got it's got the bad odds, but what do you what do you think Jimmy had there? Do you know or uh, Nico? Uh, Jimmy, do you know what he had? Oh, Ni yeah, no, Nico has orange. I put cool blue because I said uh, Nick Sirianni is like. It's in the name, Nick Sirianni. In his head, he has to buy the cool blue Gatorade so that he could say, "Yeah, I'm cool, fucking uh, cool blue." Yeah, I could. Yeah, what's his face? Right, the little face thing there. Yeah, yeah, Brian. That's the that's who you said you're playing rock paper scissors to himself in the mirror. Yeah, Damn, this guy's good. 
I dominate every day at Rock, Scissors, Papers. Look at me in the mirror. I, uh, all right. Hey, let's get, to the, third, let's get to the third quarter here of the podcast. Our little, our famous two minute drill here. You know, what was it? Uh, we go, I didn't steal it from Chris. All right, here we go. How concerned are you about the officiating? Let's go to our bagels fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come how, on, Goodell. How how could you make a comment like that? Holding. I'm serious though. In a sense, though, Jimmy, I know you want to rail on, but I I am though. Like there was five missed calls on one drive at that one time. There. On one play. On one play. On there. So one that is kind play. of. And they're like, I love when people are like, no, you got to put a sky judge in there for him. I'm like. They already have five safety blankets set up for the main referee. How many more safety blankets do you they need? They have a referee in New York, too. Exactly. Here's Jimmy, here's how concerned are you about the officiating in this game? <laughs> what in the hell are we doing giving a mulligan on third down in the AFC Championship game? I don't give a shit nobody heard that whistle. The play happened. The Chiefs had just as much of a chance to to complete that play. There was no reason. No reason. That's stupid. And then to have the balls to throw a pass interference on the next play, whether it was or not, you should be trying to make that shit up. Ball does not lie. They didn't score on that drive. But you can't. That is, that is too big of a moment. And then for you to stand behind all your dumbass decisions because you think if I stand behind it, then people won't think I'm a, uh, an idiot. No, we still see that you're stupid. And we see that Roger Goodell is stupid. He's just covering for your ass. He can't come out and say, yeah, the league that I'm the commissioner of, our officials don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know what they're looking at. Not even just my game. The NFC Championship game was bullshit too. The, yeah, you could say that Kyle Shanahan should have challenged that catch by Devonta yeah. Smith. But they were doing the mini reviews on every play. How did somebody somewhere sitting in the NFL offices just go, um, are we sure he caught that? He's getting up awful quick. He's trying to get him to the – should we go over that again? No, it's probably fine. I'm sure he caught it. Replay comes up two seconds later, and I think it, it, they were on – yeah, you guys were on Fox. It's like Greg Golson's like, are they not – they shouldn't even need to challenge that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Jimmy, that's what I love about having you on the podcast. You just you're, – you're so real about it. You put it so well. I love it the way, the way you do it there. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts. Are you concerned about the officiating? And it's super, we've seen it. Okay, we've seen a pathetic – I mean, that NFC Championship, that was as pathetic as it gets with the Saints and Rams. Would that ever happen in the Super Bowl? Do you think – are you concerned about it at all? That type of play happening? I'm just saying, I are you concerned? You saw five-on-one oh, yeah. drive. How could, how, how could anyone say, oh, I feel confident in the NFL play or the oh. NFL referee? Nobody feels confident in these NFL referees. They're terrible. I've said this for, like, years. I've always said the NFL is trash. The NBA is better. For this specific reason, the refs are pathetic in the NFL. They're god-awful. They aren't going to improve. It's going to be bad till we die. But it's the NFL. We're going to watch it. It's fucking football. We love it. We it's it, Inject that shit in our veins. I love the NFL. I love football. But the refereeing, the officiant, it's always going to be terrible. It's never going to improve. The fact that he said the refs have never been better is <laughs> – what are we – that's like Bud Sealy being in the MLB Hall of Fame. It's equally as bad. It, it, it drives me crazy. I don't I know, it. like, how to answer it. Like, this is my own manner trying to be, like, on top. Oh, I – you can't be like that. It's just terrible. The NBA had referees betting on their own goddamn games, and they have better officiating. 
You're right, and that's pathetic. Uh, I, and the, the funny thing with me, Brian, with this is like, they always say, hire him full-time, hire him full-time. They're still going to make a ton of mistakes. They don't earn a full-time salary. Exactly. I, mean, what I, I think I read like the highest guys make like two hundred or 300000 or something No, like that. Uh, what I mean is their performance doesn't warrant a full-time salary. I wonder if a mistake, like you would think with a full-time, like 12 months doing this, they would be able to get that one in the Bengals, right? Like, no, you don't start the clock on an incomplete pass. Let's get your head in the game here. Focus. Uh, Brian, your thoughts on the, the, the officiating? It can't be as bad as last week because the NFL got what Super Bowl they wanted. They wanted Eagles. They wanted Chiefs. You, you knew Goodell was at the Eagles game, so you knew that the Eagles are going to win. So it's there's no way it's going to be as bad as last week, and and these are probably the two most teams that get the freaking most calls in the NFL. Can we just not call anything in the <laughs> in the Super Bowl? Let the players play. Anything that's atrocious, okay, call. But if prison you rules, even think about it. Longest yard. Where are we? Please? I'll take. Don't call any holds. No, yeah. just don't call a hold. I hate the wide receiver holds. I hate that crap. That stuff pisses me off. That that's like the that worst. AJ, the AJ Brown hold on the third, fourth. Down oh yeah, Jimmy Ward. I, I that was into, terrible. I sound like a homer, but I it's, let it let it go. Ray, it's, it's your moment. It's fucking terrible. It's, the only the only call that was called correctly, and it still, I mean, it's sitting in the pit of my stomach now. Was the yeah. uh, unnecessary roughness that sucked. That, that oh, yeah. sucks because that was the only actually correct call that they had to make. But it's not like they missed. Uh, I believe there was an offsides. Orlando Brown was holding Trey Hendrickson the entire time. Patrick Mahomes scrambled. It, 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 it's just. I, I, what about I Josh Johnson getting slammed into the yeah. freaking ground by Dobbin too? A guy who's had. He's a backup quarterback. He's a he's a backup quarterback. We don't call Is that a pass. <laughs> Fuck, Jimmy, you said it. You said it. You're right. I'm so frustrated by it. I get Wait, it. he's played right. on 15 teams for 15 years. He was he's the quarterback of the XFL Wildcats. Yeah, no, he can get slammed through the turf. We can pound yeah, his what, head through the sand. Story. The XFL rises from the dust. Undertaker comes up. Josh Johnson wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> Good God Almighty, Josh Johnson's got a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> I like our guy John tuning in here. He's even a Falcons fan, and he had the worst one maybe of the year with them not putting Rudy on a pillow. I don't even have, so he's there with it the most. There, uh, I, you know, this is something I thought about when I was doing this. I was like, the, the officiating might be something. Hopefully, it doesn't come up, but who knows? All right, second part of it, and or uh, Jimmy, the Andy Reid versus Nick Sirianni part is interesting to me because in 2013, when Reid did get hired as the coach, he did have a chance to keep Sirianni, Sirianni on as the wide receiver. Can't blame him for not keeping him on. He didn't know who he was. So he's going to obviously take somebody he trusts maybe a little bit more in a situation like that. Uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about that? That matchup there? Does experience matter? It, it does, but it doesn't. Because Andy Reid was a hell of an experienced coach, and he he kind of took his team down in the last Super Bowl that they, that he was coaching in. So I I think that it could matter, but the way Nick Sirianni thinks, I I just think that he's I, I honestly don't know if he's associated with reality half the time. So I don't know what to expect. He's kind of like a wild card to me. Yeah. Um, I think Andy Reid's going to have a better game plan. I think that he's going to take what's open to him instead of trying to force everything. 
Uh, it is an interesting matchup. And I don't know if you guys saw the stat, but every time, so Andy Reid has been, this matchup has been a part, Andy Reid's been a part of this matchup six times. Every time that he was the coach of a team, that team won. So they he beat them twice. He beat the Chiefs twice with the Eagles as their head coach. He's now beaten the Eagles three times with the Chiefs as their head coach. I mean, some of these stats are stats are for losers, but some of them tell an interesting story. What do you, yeah, Ryan? Yes, count me in for some squares, my man. I always like, I love the squares when it comes, the office squares. Like, I like the, and it's always the lady that doesn't watch football that wins these squares. Like, this, I know this lady at my, at my school, she's a second grade teacher. She doesn't even know any of the teams. I guarantee she's going to win that thing this year. I guarantee that part of it. <laughs> uh, what do you think there? Uh, what do you think there, Brian? It's an interesting matchup with him coming back, Andy Reid to face his old team. Sirianni, the cocky young coach there, who you you guys think you might hate. What do you think about that? I in this in this Super Bowl, I don't think the experience really matters, just because I think Sirianni is so hot right now that I think that might even out this. But you know, Andy Reid can you know he makes the calls that on the offense that really makes that team run. So. It, it's fascinating to me. Like, I wonder if and if he if they if he would have kept Sirianni, like, how much would that have helped? You know, he's obviously a great coach, but then you just add Andy Reid to that knowledge of it too. Just just curious how it would have maybe worked out. Would he have maybe got a job earlier? Would he have took Matt Nagy's job as the? I, you know, you just never know how these things would have panned out in history in that regard. Tyler, what do you think about this matchup? Does experience matter? Doesn't say it matters in the playoff in the Super Bowl. As it said, they're eighteen and seventeen. What you, you know, record there. It usually just comes down to the players on the field. You know, what do you yeah, think? I, I don't think it's going to matter. I, yeah. I mean, are we getting into predictions at this point? I, nah, we're I, almost I, there. Almost I mean, there. I like I like Andy Reid as a head coach better than Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni rubs me the wrong way in a lot of ways. He is. Oh, I thought he was a bum coach a year ago after week two against the 49ers. I'm like, this team did not throw the ball more than five yards down the field. I don't know if it was the quarterback and Jalen Hurts. But just watching that game, I'd like the Eagles are – this is a terrible offense. And then his press conference five or eight weeks earlier when he was introduced, he was, he looked nervous, but he's come a long way. He's looked really good. The, this whole season, except for the two Minshew starts where they didn't look that good back. Yeah. I've been impressed. I think obviously the advantage goes to Reed, especially when you have Mahomes with you, but the rest of the, we'll see what happens. I, I like what Sirianni's done this year. It, it surprised me. I didn't think he'd be this good. I didn't believe in Sirianni. Andy but I think – I do think Andy Reid does have an advantage yeah. over Sirianni. Any last thoughts on that, Jimmy? No, I think it's it's all been said. Sounds I think it's good. all been said. Favorite Super Bowl memory then, Jimmy? What's one that stands out to you? That, like, even as a kid, like, it doesn't have to be your favorite team oh. involved. Just oh, yeah. Something it's, that kind of maybe just immediately comes to your mind when it comes to the Super Bowl. Hey, game. hey Jimmy, just remember John Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even born, bro. Yeah, man. What are you doing? <laughs> We've all seen. I wasn't born either. You you cut out. I can't. What? Carry on, carry on, Jimmy. Uh, it was. It, it's actually the reason why I'm on this show today. It's the reason why I tried to learn how to broadcast on the radio. He ended up being my high school football coach. But our so Dave Logan played receiver in the NFL for the Browns. He was then the color, the play-by-play guy for the radio. He's been that for, I think, since the early 90s for the Broncos. And they made it to the Super Bowl in 97, obviously played 
Green Bay as 14-point underdogs end up with the uh, uh, the victory. It's his call of the helicopter play from John Elway and the actual ending because I was – I mean, I have a highlight I could send you guys from – it was calling wrestling. But when you're the home team announcer, you get that little leeway. If something really big, unexpected happens for your team, you just get to go fucking ballistic and hope that the producer turns down the mic. So he's – it goes far, drops back. He hit as he throws pass. It's going to be incomplete. Denver holds. Denver's going to win this thing. So those are those are the two for me. <laughs> this one's for John. I think that's yeah. what I remember the oh, most. That's what I remember. <laughs> that's, that's what John. I remember. The I remember most a fifty-five ten victory over John. John, big John as well. Brian, what's your Super Bowl memory there? Um, probably. Um... I'll probably have to go to the when the Patriots played the Seahawks and it went down to the wire and everybody thought they were going to go to beast mode and then Russell Wilson draws back. He tries passing and Malcolm Butler intercepts it. But I remember Brady on the sideline going ballistic, jumping around everywhere. <laughs> well, he, he saw it. He saw it coming to end. The one he should have not won there. That's when we got the famous yeah. "just hand it to Lynch" or whatever that little thing was. We got forever there with that. Tyler, you have a memory. Maybe that stands out. Not yeah. Being, let me you go. Know, good, bad, yeah, me, like whatever. Yeah. Let me go the other way, Brian. I'll go David Tyree. Just the helmet right. catch, getting out of the sack. Like I thought he was done. I was waiting for them to call the play yeah. dead, and just. Whatever, whatever that play ended up being, like even now, it's hard to believe that that play happened. And uh, oh, a sixteen and zero, like Patriots team, like this team, every you have every reason to let this team win if you're the referee, and they, yeah. it didn't happen. The Giants came through, ruined the sixteen or eighteen and zero, I guess yeah. at the time, Patriots. And they lost to the Giants. Plaxico Burris, who shoots himself in the leg like three months later. It's just a crazy story. Man. I, I always <laughs> say with that team, I always say, you know, like when it comes down to the – with that Patriots team, just – I don't know, just bad luck basically when it comes to that team right there. You know, just nothing you can say that uh, we got. Okay, I say Chiefs, Hunters, because they have arrows over you. <laughs> We're going, see, that's what I'm saying. That's the strategy of like – what like my grandmother used to take right, right there. Like, all right, that bird is bigger than that. Thing. You know, we're going to take that. No, I was like, it's all right. I respect that. Uh, Have you ever met oh, a, Philly I gotta, fan or a Philly fan? They are not human. They are, they are wild animals. Psychotic. Yeah, no, they are. They are nuts. If you want to be a Philly fan, start booing Santa Claus and then throw a D cell battery at his head. And then you're halfway no, there. Who, who is, the, who is the right fielder on the Philly? So he went to the Cardinal and what was it? JD, what was his name? JD Drew. That's the guy. And as far as they go, yeah, Barrett Robbins disappeared in Mexico. That was a bad one. To me, the one that really stands out is, well, let me get this one first. My favorite almost was Julio's. Yeah. That was a great catch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure now I'll go to cry myself to sleep. John, just to point out, still one of my favorite tweets was the sponge guy when he leans up and that looks up and then he looks, he just wakes up and he's like, Crap, Tom Brady was in my dream basically. Like, what the f- yeah, like that was the what the- he's sleeping with me. He's, like, he's right there with me. The Barrett Robbins was awful to me as a kid. The Super Bowl was always a blowout for a long time, and then that Titans yeah, right. game came along. Uh, and that I was felt, gonna and that- say, we, we had to bring that up on VSN. Let's go ahead. Yeah, yeah. we got to bring that one up just for our guys there in St. Louis for sure. We got to bring those up for them. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't really like the Rams that much now, but we got to go St. Louis Rams there. To me, that was the one that changed my mind in that regard there. All right. Last part of the podcast here. I usually do winner and loser of the week. Let's go ahead, gentlemen. Let's just do winners of the week, what we're predicting here. Brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the code uh, VSN. You'll get $20 off any, anything on your first purchase there. Um, gentlemen, my que- you know, the question is like, let's see, simple as it is. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the MVP? Brian Johnson, who do you got? I'm going to go the Chiefs. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. So you got the Chiefs, you got Mahomes, you got the basics there. I can respect that. Like you said, underdog, usually if the Chiefs are winning, you think he's going to probably be the MVP anyways. Tyler, what do you got? I got the opposite. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I just, I, I believe in the O-line and the D-line. I think the Eagles will be able to dominate both sides. And I think Jalen Hurts is a weapon that has been underappreciated this whole season. I think he's way better than everyone uh, maybe not that we think of like as football fans but people casuals will be like oh he got taken out and let me be honest i didn't believe in jalen hurts because like this guy can't even play a college like championship game he has to be taken out and he's just transformed into a different quarterback a different a different football player and i just won't doubt him again i think the eagles will be he's about 34 to 21. Jimmy, like we said, you've been uh, you've been here the, the co-host with me most of the season here. This is kind of the, like we said, we, I always like to say we we're in the preseason with Logan. That was our my favorite part doing that one. We're here at the Super Bowl Prediction Podcast. Mm-hmm. Sir, who do you have at the end here winning the Super Bowl and your MVP? I have uh, the Philadelphia Eagles winning. I don't have Jalen Hurts winning the MVP, but I, I brought it up on my show. I want to make sure that the narrative is told here. The guy has gone about everything that's happened to him since he was a 19-year-old in college the absolute right way. He gets pulled in that situation. Nowadays, everybody just jumps right into the transfer portal. Nope, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to battle Tua. I might lose this quarterback battle, and he did. He was the backup all season, and he got put in, won the SEC championship game that that year. So he made the best out of his situation. Graduate transfer goes to the place that's going to make him the best quarterback ready for the next level. And that was Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. Cause remember that was after their back-to-back Heisman trophy winning quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. So he's done everything the exact right way. He got drafted, had to sit for a season. They've made the playoffs. They've lost, lost in the playoffs. Now they're here. I just feel like this team, this has been being built since they won their last Super Bowl. Howie Roseman's still the GM. He's been putting these pieces back together. They basically have the same, damn roster it's kind of insane how how similar those two teams are but outside of all of those things i think that it's going to be i'm going to go out there for the mvp boston scott because he's going to score four touchdowns wow that would be i mean i I would put a little money on that what are the odds on boston yeah i was gonna say put him in put him within the five yard line Uh, he's gonna get in if they're playing the New York Giants, I'll take Boston Scott. That's okay, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say Boston Scott or uh, that's a good I can't choice. Of, who, who's the guy that who's the guy that Gainwell. normally starts Gainwell? So one of those two Sanders. running back. Sanders. Sanders. Running. Yeah. I, I want a running back to win the MVP because that means the offensive line did what I expect them to do. To me, the interesting thing, like I'll say with this line, is to me, I have the Eagles winning 31-21. But to me, the hidden little gem here is if the Chiefs kind of. 
do something I'm not expecting. They usually win always based on Mahomes throwing. That's how their game plan is usually always projected. Their, ruck, their rookie running back is very good. Like he's he's a physical runner too. It, what, I'm just saying in what world, you know, if, if they can run the ball, that changes the dynamic that we're not thinking. The Chiefs don't, uh, you know, we're not like, I don't think that we're thinking that's going to happen. So I think that's why we're kind of, the Eagles are the favorite in that regard. But to me, that's the big wild card in here. I have the Eagles winning 31-21. I just feel like they have the better team overall. They have the better players in the trenches. And whenever we watch Super Bowls, it always feels like those are the guys that win the game for you when it comes that, down to push and shove. So that's is what there, I got there. Tyler, you have a thought I can tell? Is there a spot that – is there a place better other than quarterback where Jalen Hurts is that adequate to above adequate quarterback? The Chiefs you'd rather have? Like that's where it's hard to pick the Chiefs. It's like they're the Eagles are better at every spot except for that. Like Pacheco's good, yeah, but I'd still rather have the – it's just tough to choose the Chiefs. And that's why football is a wonderful sport, right, Jimmy? Like you just yeah. never know. You never know like what an injury might happen. Like who hits hard? Like it, it, like you said, like Patriots are fourteen point under uh, favorites against the. You did that, it, that is the beauty of this sport, and that's the part that I enjoy the most about football. Is like there's just always every going into every week. It's not like the other sports where you're like, well, they have this such advantage. Football is just a one game. We're here, physical matchup. Let's see what happens. And like the Niners, yeah, we're in the game. Somebody goes down, lights out. That's what happens. You get hit hard in this game, and things can change. And that's what this game is always about. I know it's gotten softer over the years, but it, it still is a contact sport, people, and injuries do happen, and that's a big changer with this. All right, that's going to be the podcast for the week here, talking the gridiron. I appreciate everybody that tuned in. We had we had up to 10 guys streaming in here. That's that's awesome. I appreciate all the feedback. John, out of, the mind, uh, out of your mind, Falcon podcast, I want to point them out. Tune in. Really appreciate the comments, guys. Uh, just, it just really makes the show. I love it. Ryan McGurk, Tyler's Tyler's brother there. I, I really appreciate you checking in, Jessica Pryor. And thank you, guys. That. That's my brother's wife, by the way. Jessica, I appreciate you tuning in there. I, well, I guess we got we did meet over there. I appreciate that, Riley. Appreciate you tuning in, Savage. Good luck this week with the Eagles. I know you're nervous this week, so good luck with that. He is confident, of course, as an Eagles fan. So appreciate you tuning in as well. Logan, you can go straight to hell with that baseball comment there. So that's <laughs> that's our thing there. Does anybody care enough about baseball to make it go to go to hell? <laughs> I don't know. That's just my little. You're thing talking. Right there, I mean, right? I care about baseball, but no, not right now. Not the Cardinals. It's Super Bowl week. Uh, Super Bowl week right now. Uh, Brian Johnson, Tyler McGurk, you guys had the. You guys just finished up the Niners podcast, uh, Brian. Yeah, what do you got? You guys gonna be you gonna be doing any draft coverage? What's up with you? Yeah, I, I I would think like right before the draft, even though we don't have a first round pick, we might just get into the draft. Like who's you know what what players are coming out and wh what team we think is gonna take what player. Um, let yeah, me just, just, let me read. Me and Brian will be talking the draft. We'll be talking about free agency. We're gonna lose some players. If you are interested in the 49ers, you're interested in the Bay Area. Brian knows what's going down. I'll be leaning on him all offseason to keep things going. We'll be going about once every two to three weeks, once a month minimum. Brian, I while we're on this little area, Brian's great at this stuff. He knows his shit. I just follow along. Um, yeah, so TMB will keep going this offseason. Jimmy. Nice. 
yeah, the Niners obviously have Carry a good podcast yeah. with it there. So you guys did a good yeah. job over this. Was it explained you when you guys went on? They went on like we a went twelve and one. We had one yeah. loss. Exactly, uh, man. About and you know I I blame my car battery. The one the, the one day it decides <laughs> it needs a jump start. Fucked Brock Purdy's it's, it's, elbow. It's, it, it's, it's, it needs a jump start on the NFC Championship morning. And it yeah, needed one her. jump start. <laughs> and, and now the battery's fine since then. Like, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> right? I love it because the superstition. Right, you and superstition. That's Did the you knock thing. on wood three times? Everybody knows that's how you get rid of a curse. That's and a cut the head off of, uh, off of a live chicken. Jimmy, this is I know. I know on Facebook they said they had a picture of Kaepernick and his hand was coming through the sky. And he says, you need to make things right with me or you won't go back to – you won't win the Super Bowl. You got to figure out that I like that with the Niners. <laughs> Jimmy, where can we find you far the benefit? I watched your guys' podcast – or watched some of it. I had to stop it before the predictions because I didn't want to know ahead of time. I'll have to finish the rest of it tomorrow. But you obviously, you guys put a podcast out usually on every Thursday. What do we got looking forward to there on the far end of the bench podcast? Yeah, we just released episode 126. That's available wherever you listen to shows, and it's also on YouTube. So as you're subscribing to the Variety Sports Network YouTube channel, head over and subscribe to the far end of the bench as well, myself and Nico. Uh, we both live in Colorado, so he's a big Broncos fan. He's a big Nuggets fan. I love the Avalanche, and I can talk basically. He and I could just sit there and talk sports without a camera for like four hours. There's yeah. some times where we're recording is like, I got to wrap up, but we just we, we keep going. So uh, we talk about everything and uh, we're going to start getting back into hockey and basketball now that football's starting to wind down. Um, obviously, we'll still be talking because now he has Sean Payton as his head coach. So uh, that's what you'll hear, too. I gave him the floor at the end. I took myself off the stream and just let him talk. And then, you know, I jumped back in because I think there was a comment in here like no Kim Kardashian <laughs> slander. He was like, well, what offensive weapons has Sean Payton ever had? I said, <clears throat> Reggie Bush did sleep with Kim Kardashian. He goes, OK, you have a point. Yep, you, you do have a point there. So uh, he has so, he has had some firepower. But that's yeah, what, before. Uh, I want to advocate for the Far End of the Bench podcast. It's it's the podcast that got us joined the Variety Sports Network. It made us believe in it. It made I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to speak for Darren, but it's the podcast that like led us to. But at least the interview process. It's great. It reminds me of how me and Darren are as far as friends, and how Jimmy and Nico interact. It's just it's a good podcast. And if you love hockey. Ryan, I know you're a big Sharks fan. I know they suck. Maybe they'll get maybe they'll get that kid from Canada who's supposed to be a big up and tight Connor Bedard. guy. Yeah, Bedard. The, not retard, Bedard. Bedard. Get Bedard. Yes. Popeye forearms. The Sharks will be back. They'll, they'll be the next Connor Bedard. But Jimmy, uh, Nico, I can't say thank you enough. Yeah. Um, the thank talking you. to Gridiron has been great. I know I missed the last, like, 10 weeks, but – I, I, it's what brought us to Variety Sports Network, and I want to give you a special thank you shout out to if you enjoy me and Darren, you would enjoy them as well in certain aspects. No, they do a great job, Jimmy and them. Nico do a great job of far to the best, like you said. And like I said, we're all we're, all of us here are part of Variety Sports Network. We're here just to let you know. So get tune into some of the other great shows on uh, on this network. Eric John, like we said, on out of the my out of your mind yeah. podcast, he's part of Variety Sports too. Network as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Jimmy, maybe I'm trying to get him to join us for Sunday night uh, after the game. Love to get him. He's rooting for the Eagles. I agree, yuck on that. There's a lot of yuck. I don't want to root for the Chiefs either. So there's a big time yuck in this game overall. Yeah. 
Um, gentlemen, like I said, tune in the Fat Boy Fadeaway podcast. We'll be doing one Sunday. That's our little. That's my little shout out here. I think Tyler put it best though. Uh, you know, go check out Far into the Bench. They do a great job there. Brandon Logan doing a great job there. DMB also. Josh. So we're doing big things here, boys. Super Bowl Sunday. We'll see you then. We'll see you Sunday night after the game, boys. Peace. Later. Later. Hey, everybody. This is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. I just want to say a quick thank you for watching one of the shows here on the Variety Sports Network with tons of other shows and content that's available all over the place. 